Welcome to Counterpressed on The Ringer and Spotify. I'm in the studio with Jilly Flatty and Jesse Parker Humphreys. It's a Thursday show and we're going to be doing something a little bit different, guys, because it's international break. We've been talking a lot and we did actually, I think on a Monday show recently, get into a bit of a, a debate about who's going to be stepping up for Serena Vigman in the future or whoever manager it might be and that development and that succession planning. So we thought, why the hell not get a little next-gen episode going with the expertise of Jesse, the knowledge, the power. Oh, wow. <laughs> My crystal ball. Slash Chelsea Bias. <laughs> the person who bought you Eula Brown and Victoria Pilova, personally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Julie Flatty, of course. I'm waiting. Yeah. What you got lined up for me? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You really picked me up. You the really oracle, the oracle of uh, of football, and I'm sure What's you, oracle mean <laughs> like not like knowledge, knowledge. as well. Oh, okay, and I'm sure you like you know the, some of the players you're gonna talk about. You've either seen at club level, yeah, or the inside with them. scoop, the inside yeah. scoop. Okay, that's the one. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, was it hard coming up with some of these players, or do you think you did quite well? No, I, I knew I knew a few of them. Obviously, I, the, some of them I've played with and trained yeah. with. Um, some of that 23 squad I've obviously been played with as well so yeah I'd have weren't too bad weren't too much of a struggle but and also when you were amongst the England squad did you ever find it like quite nerve-wracking thinking about the youngsters that were like coming for your spot <laughs> did you ever have a spot I did <laughs> Sorry, dread. But you know, you got you got some you got some. Maybe when I was in the younger age groups, where yeah. I was like established more, um, you did have a little bit of a threat when a new a new player come on board, especially yeah. if they're like say, when I was in like the fifteens, I played up an age group in the seventeens, and mm. I was in the under seventeens, I played up an age group. So if you got a player doing that as well. Yeah, you're watching your shoulder, mate. We've got a couple of those, actually, some real youngsters who are, like, pushing. And then in Arsenal, you must have had that when you were like, who is this kid? We need to get rid. Yeah, every pre-season. Even new signings, I'd be yeah. like, who is that? But, <laughs> yeah, you get the get the youngsters come up and they get a bit excited, didn't they? So, Does it get quite territorial in the dressing room as well when the new players come? Yeah, especially on that, like, first session. More so, like, when I was that youngster coming in. Yeah. And you'd be worried about where you even sat in the changing room. Like obviously now it's different because when you go into locker rooms now, they've got like their own place, mm. name name thing and that. But like at West Ham, sometimes you'd have it and they'd like sit in your seat and you'd be a bit like, whoa. <laughs> How yeah. do you that would, that seat, would give me anxiety, definitely. Yeah, going as the into new, new a person. locker room and being like, where do I go and sit? But I, I think at West Ham, I was quite good at this because the youngs, especially if they're like on trial or whatever, but even if the younger players come and join with, up with us they weren't allowed to be in like the change room with us because obviously oh because they're under 18 yeah so they used to go in a separate room which was next to us so you'd have the door open you'd go and chat to them and that but I'd like to think I was always welcoming especially to younger players yeah and as captain do you go over because I would appreciate that if I was going to a new environment if the captain came over and was like oh my name's blah like this is where you can sit like no one's sitting here don't worry like I would hate to be the one to come in and be like Almost just get changed standing up in the corner because you're too nervous to take anyone's oh, seat. No, no, definitely. And when I was at West Ham, I used to have a free seat next to me, both sides. Okay. So it's I always used well, to no one wanted to sit next to me. No one wanted to sit next to me. So I was an idiot. But no, they. I used to always have it like where I'd had a free seat. I was in like the corner and yeah. no one wanted the corner seat either because you ended up like touching knees, you had no space. So that was always free. So I always used to have like... Touching the... knees? No, but like you used Why to be... Why are people so weird about their knees? <laughs> You're literally about to go play football. Yeah, exactly. I didn't care really with my hairy legs either. I was just like, <laughs> it's here for you to see. But yeah, I always used to have the space. So I'd always like, yeah, I'd look after them. 
Who was the biggest dressing room nightmare that you ever played with? In regards to what? Like attitude, or messiness. Messiness, attitude, bad vibes. You Kate, can say Kate Longhurst for all three. Bad music. <laughs> Kate Longhurst was, uh, no, I loved Kate, but she was good in the change room. She'd always yeah. have like, it'd be funny. She'd either be coming in the training pitch with head loss. Um, so she'd be funny <laughs> to see her rant. And she'd dance. She'd uh, have a laugh. Howell was really good to Soko. Um, she used to be like that. But the messiest person I've ever experienced being next to or near is Kerry Holland at Liverpool. She wow, is Wow, I wouldn't messy. guess that just That's... from looking at her. No, you, you know? can ask anyone. She looks very put together on the pitch. Yeah, she might, but her place in the changing room <laughs> is awful. Like, Maybe that's the key. She brings her own wardrobe, basically, to a changing room spot. It's a nightmare. So she doesn't come with one of those little wash bags that you always see. She's bringing like a whole no, backpack. She's got a full on, not like the whole thing with like the like bit at the bottom where you have your boots. Have. Oh, yeah, she has wow. that. And then she's got all things hanging out of it. She's got all clothes up on there, like on her hooks. Wow. Yeah, it was messy. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've got some like dressing room vibes to set the scene for the next generation of England players <laughs> and what they're going to have to deal with, especially if they were in a dressing room with Jilly. Uh, but let's talk about some of those exciting young talents that are coming over the horizon. Maybe a few names you've heard of and maybe a couple of lesser known talents as well. So let's get into it after this. And maybe we should have a formation, I don't know, for this next-gen team. I'm going... Why do we do these shows, Flo? You're <laughs> obsessed with what formation What about if we all pick the midfielders? You don't want... So, basically, the thing is, you don't want to go all Garth Crooks team of the week. No, And I just agree. go, like, you know, you've got three wingers, like, all playing in the middle or whatever. Like, I think you have to come with a little <laughs> bit of, you know... Structure. Structure. That's the word I'm looking for, Jilly. So that's why I went for 4 <laughs> 2 3 1. But no one has to go as specific, specific, <laughs> that, as specific as that. I just like to have something to work towards. Well, I went for like a 4 3 3 naturally because I was imagining that Serena's still managing this true, team. True, 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 true. So I made mine for a she Serena does, team. That would do a 4 2 3 1. But yeah. But more 4 3 3. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's her vibe. Yeah. That's her vibe. I didn't actually have a team. I just had a handful of players that I thought I'd speak about. Yeah, that's fine. So I ain't got a, I ain't got a formation. Actually, don't so need a formation. Can, well, vibes only. I can jump. I'm just sort of like, yeah, these are my players. Fit them in. I think that, that I wow. imagine there is a confidence. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. I think there is going to be a little bit of crossover as well. So it's not like I think everyone's going to pick something different because I think there are some players that just obviously stand out. Let's start with the goalkeepers. Because it's been an interesting week for Kiara Keating, who's been called up for the first time into the England senior group. She's been goalkeeper of the under-19s for ages. And I think she's also been part of the under-23s recently. She is a very, you know, standout talent. She's been starting for, or been been put into the number one role now uh, for Manchester City this season, but she'd played for them from the age of about 17. She'd had appearances in that senior side, but always kind of been the backup option. That famous game in which she appeared at 16 on the bench and no one knew who she was. And then Georgia Stanway had to have a goalkeeper shirt. Do you remember in her bag? They'd run out of goalkeepers because everyone was injured. So that was kind of the first time we heard of who Kiara Keating is, I think she's clearly a very talented goalkeeper. She's only 19. So you look at that sort of development on the horizon because we know goalkeepers, you know, take a, a late bloomers, you know. She's certainly not the finished product. But I think when you maybe look at talent, I think she 
is the most sort of obvious pick for me, especially because I feel like when it comes to Emily Ramsey, I think people were quite hot on her and then it went a little bit quiet. She's also got injury issues at the moment, so isn't currently involved in the 23s. But I'm going Kiara Keating in goal, but take it or leave it. Yeah, I found this one quite funny because I know we sort of talked about like picking current under 23s, but I was also like doing it where I was imagining what would the England team look like in sort of four to six years' time. And there is part of me that thinks Ellie Roebuck might just come back and be good again. And I think I'd quite like that to happen. Kiara Keating, I find her a little bit spooky. I can't lie. So Spooky season, it's Halloween, guys. Perfect <laughs> I, timing. I'm waiting to... For form a stronger opinion on her. So the player I went for is Katie Cox, who's Chelsea's sixth choice goalkeeper. Uh, here we go. <laughs> 17-year-old basketball player as well. Tall. Tall as hell. Tall. Keating's height does spook me, and I think there's a lot of ex- inexperience that tells with how she's on the ball, where she wants to go like full Edison sometimes. And I'm like, girl, chill. But basketball player, like your vibes, how tall are we talking? Like six foot? I don't think she's actually like crazy, crazy tall, but she is tall. She's women's football tall. Yeah, yeah. And obviously has trained with the Chelsea senior goalkeepers. Yeah, I just feel like obviously the risk is she picks basketball over football. That's my question Oh, is she like playing for England basketball vibes? Yeah. Oh, shit. She plays for England in basketball and football. Please pick that football. is a talented. Yeah. Gal she just needs a conversation right with Emma Rays, didn't she? Though, Come on. <laughs> how does, but Jenny, how does she have enough time? Because that's really hard. Like one is hard to commit to. Yeah, as and it I is. think she comes from a basketball family, Ooh, not a football family. Not looking good, guys. I think her brother plays basketball as well. Right, and we could have lost that. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Jilly, what are you thinking, goalkeepers? Right. Well, with Keaton, uh, I think. I mean, I like her as a goalkeeper, and mm. I think she made some good saves, in my opinion, against Leicester. I do think, though, sometimes when a goalkeeper gets chucked out and exposed at such a young age to potentially being Man City's number one at her age, it's sort of, I just look at more so like the attitude sort of side of things. Like, not that I don't think she would have thought she's already made it, but sometimes if you don't have that person pushing you, they want to be the number one as well. Sometimes then people can get complacent. So I just think, I hope that she don't think that she's, already done what she needs to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it is a big ask. And I think in the goalkeeping world as well, like you only need to make one mistake, especially Mm. in the WSL and you're slaughtered and you're back out. And so I would like to see Roebuck especially come back and push her again because I think that makes goalkeepers go to the next level. But yeah, I'd say for me, she's looking the strongest one coming through. Anyone voting for Hannah Hampton to be England's number one goalie in six to seven years' time? No. No. (laughs) I think... Her distribution's fantastic. I think that game she came into in the Arnold Clark Cup against Spain, she like killed it. But we because she speaks Spanish, <laughs> mainly not because of her distribution, just because she spoke the language. Um, but I, yeah, I think you know we've spoken about her her shot stopping and how sometimes that kind of lets her down a little bit. And I think when you think about England's current goalie situation, Mary Earp's shot stopping is so elite. Her distribution's okay; it could be better. And it's those kind of chips that make you feel a bit nervous and those ones over the top where sometimes she misjudges it sometimes it's good finishing but I don't see really Hannah Hampton being better than that 
but it's it is a little bit when you've got a goalie who is like so full of confidence you're like right it's such a hard position to predict because mm. if i'd asked that question about maria yeah. 6 years ago like no one would have said she was out of the no conversation one, completely she'd come into the squad in 2019 and then disappeared into the ether yeah but even before then, she went to wolfsburg and man united like when she was playing at bristol and she weren't ever a goalkeeper obviously i was involved with mary when i first got my call up to the seniors she weren't ever one who really stood out. Mm. Like, and I think that, but that's what I think is good about with goalkeeping that. Yeah, you've got time. The one to one goalkeeping coach. And it'd be interesting to see how Hampton gets on at Chelsea with the pressure off of her of playing, but being able to work with a top quality coach in, in Stuart Sell. Yeah, so we're going to go on to our defenders. I actually found this these positions quite tricky especially when you look at who's playing the under-23s because some of the players that play in the under-23s right now are players that I don't think are going to make that step up to the seniors and they're really playing at the top end of that under-23s age group, especially in full-back position. But this Meow. is... Wow, well, sorry. <laughs> Not naming any names, I'm talking more broadly. But you know, there's a natural... We spoke about when we were before we were going to do this pod. It's like, if you're not pushing in, getting selected into the senior camps by 23, it's tough to think unless there are injury issues, which there definitely could be, that you are going to get that shot to break in. And that's obviously hard as a player because you're trying to impress and you also need sort of like, you know, the coach of the 23s, Mo Marley, whoever to like put in a good word, Amy Merricks. But it is hard. But a Chelsea left back, who I'm liking the look of, who is going to be my next gen is Karis Brown, plays left-back for the under-19s currently and is in the Chelsea Academy. She's only 18, so she's very young. She's got loads of time to develop, but reads the game really well. She's quick. Her positioning is good. And I think there's a lot of exciting talent there, Jesse. Was that your pick? Or if I picked a Chelsea player and you'd be like, actually, no. It wasn't my pick, but I have picked a Chelsea player. Okay. So, wow. I really like Karis Brown. She obviously got minutes against... Roma and in preseason and is in around the senior squad and she can play as a left-sided centre-back as well I believe and obviously like left wing back too um, and I, I do think she's she's very talented it'll be interesting to see how she develops and also we spoke we were saying how she didn't get she didn't go on loan this season as well which thinks that she might get a few more minutes in like cup games or yeah it's quite an interesting decision I'm not exactly sure like why that happened whether it was because Hayes felt like there was a risk that, mm. I mean, to me, it's not obvious that there's like a gap in the squad there. Like mm. the person I picked stayed with Chelsea senior squad before because there was a really obvious gap where she could fill in, even though she was still very young. And I didn't really get that with Brown, but yeah. But I picked George Fox, who's obviously oh, out with an ACL injury. I put injury. her as my right back. Right. I've got a different Chelsea right back at right back. Oh my God. Imagine, <laughs> could you put the academy squad list up? Because no, it save us time. These actually. are my last Chelsea players. These are my last Chelsea players. Obviously, she's still recovering from an ACL injury right now that she yes. got on loan at Brighton last season. Yes, right at the end of the season. But so talented and she has been pushing and been included in that Chelsea senior squad for ages. I feel like I saw her come on in a WSL game like three years ago. Like, like she's been yeah, she's got minutes here and there for a mm. while. And yeah, she spent um, two seasons ago, she spent the first six months with the senior squad before going out on loan and then did almost all of last year at Brighton. Obviously a sort of tough place to go as it was last year. And there were moments where I think she did get exposed, but I think also that'll have been a good learning experience for her. Obviously, it's really unfortunate that she then did her ACL. Obviously, we'll have to see what she looks like when she comes back, but. She's yeah, only 20. I think she's so a very, very time. talented player. She's been starting 
in the under 23s as well for a while, like pre-entry for a while yes. now as well. Yeah, so. she was definitely someone who pushed out of her age group early. Mm. Keris Brown or Georgia Fox? You liking any of those, Jilly? You coming in with someone else? No, I I do like Georgia Fox, and I think with the Chelsea youngster, the mentality is that I just think they have it that they always want to improve, and I think mm. they're like a sponge. And I think for me, they're probably being a youngster. Probably Chelsea is probably one of the best environments to be at in regards to getting your opportunities, getting out on loan, and they won't just send you out to any team. They'll send you out to a team that they feel. You're going to get minutes out, and if you don't get minutes, they'll pull you back. So it's not just sort of see you later. Um, but now I've been really impressed by Georgia Fox. Another player also like the look of, but I haven't put in either of my fullback positions was Ella Morris at Southampton, 21 in the under 23s, has started in the under 23s. Someone who I really liked, but I'm concerned that she's not starting for Spurs this season is Ashmita Ale, who was starting at one point right back has now drifted out of the starting lineup. She's 21. She's been in and around the N23s for a while. But that, I fear that if you're not starting at Spurs and they're starting at Harry James out of position at right back, that does worry me as where they think your level is. But I think she's shown really positive signs. Um, so those were my sort of in contention. Let's talk about centre-back partnership. One of these players I've picked on hype and name alone, which is Evie Rabjohn. Yeah, I is, picked her for the same who sort is of so reason. so highly rated. Obviously, we had the fight over the summer or just before the summer about her leaving Aston Villa and going to Manchester United. She's only 18. She's involved in the England under-19s. She's very versatile. She played at centre-back, she played at right-back. And I also think she can sometimes play as a defensive midfielder role. But she, yeah, she's very versatile extremely highly rated and that's why I'm sticking her there but you know who knows how she'll develop hopefully she can kind of get those opportunities at Manchester United as well she's still very young we have to say but then alongside her I've put someone who is unfortunately also recovering from an ACL injury (laughs) which is Taya Goldie who has already had an ACL injury Arsenal youngster she has had senior minutes but she's yeah recovering now from her second ACL injury which is tough she's only 19 now but she is also someone who's very highly rated and I think she's played well in the opportunities she had because she did have to come into last season because of their like huge injury crisis so that is my centre-back partnership guys who we gone for in your centre-back partnership yeah, I went with Rab John, even though I do have a little bit of a question mark over what developing at United looks like. I was quite surprised they didn't loan her out this season just because it feels like sort of a missed opportunity for her to get minutes. And I'm not entirely sure how she gets minutes in this United defence right now. But yeah, I do think she's, you know, rated for a reason. And then I put Mia Ross alongside her. I know she can sort of play centre-back or DM and I think there's a lot of these young sort of centre-back players who the person I've put as a defensive midfielder could also play centre-back. So I think obviously academies and senior teams want these players to be well-rounded. But yeah, Ross is someone who I've been really impressed. Like obviously we went and watched her play against Watford when we went to see Charlton. But yeah, anytime I've sort of seen her, I've thought she just looks very assured and... I know she sort of played most of her career at championship level and the step up to the WSL, if and when that comes, which I think it will, is maybe a bit of a wait and see because we've seen players struggle with that step. I think especially in those more defensive areas. But I think to have got the senior minutes she has at her age is like a good thing to have done. Yeah, amen. And then you had a slightly different 
right back, didn't you? Because you've got George Fox. So who's your right back yeah, then? Yeah, I went with Rhea Boza, who also plays for Chelsea. Oh, okay. Um, Shock. <laughs> yeah, so she came back from an ACL injury last season and came into the England under-19s, I think, for the Euros and just really lifted the team, I thought, and just looked so self-assured given that she was coming back from a really long-term injury. Um, I thought it looked like she bounced back really well from that. Super speedy, can just get up and down that right-hand side, uh, good defensively, but yeah, can do a job going forward as well. And I think this is all part of Emma Hayes's like obsessive desire to create fullbacks after she ended up with none in the senior squad. It's like, not on my watch, <laughs> never again. Is she also someone who's sticking around and it hasn't gone on loan? Yes, because she's, I think she's still 17. Oh, okay. So she's very young. Yes. Yeah. So now I'm going to go with my two that are sitting in front. Sorry, can I just add my centre back in? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought you... Sorry. Sorry, 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 Jelly. I thought you were I've only got one centre back to add into that. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Jelly's done a a five aside team. team. I'm just adding to your already great contributions. Sprinkle some little extra on top, Um, you know. But no, Hannah Silcox from Liverpool. Um, She's on loan at the moment to Blackburn. Um, so she's in the. Um, this is a serious hipsters choice. Yeah. I like it. On involved with the under 19s. Um, but she's obviously when you're talking about when you're playing at a club and a youngster come through. Obviously, I went to Liverpool as a new sign in, and I remember going and Beardy going, "Jill, I've got this great girl, um, Hannah Silcott's coming through. Oh, she's going to be the next best thing." I said, "Oh, what position does she play? It's like centre back." I'm like, "Where is she?" <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I got... Send her on loan immediately. <laughs> That's when Jenny first thought about retiring. <laughs> Damn, I couldn't keep up with her. Um, but no, she's a, a really good girl, but she's she's tall. She um, wins a lot of uh, aerial battles, but she's one of them centre-backs, you know, where I'm sort of the centre-back where... I wanted to do a smash and a tackle and a slide. She's one of them ones who just gracefully stands on her feet, but mm. she played it against Man City in the Conti Cup last year and she played in the middle of the back three and she just so composed. Mary Fowler couldn't get around her. She just played like a mature 23, 24-year-old. So, yeah, for me, she's definitely one to be watching to come through. And hopefully we'll push into Liverpool's first team. Yeah. Not in not... Not well, she's out getting minutes now, so yeah. she's playing. So she's got to um, be probably in I line. Think, yeah, I think definitely. I think if, obviously, you're looking at, like, Gemma, obviously, Grace Fist is young, Jenna Clark's young, but I think, for me, obviously, Gemma Bonner's, I'm not going to say old because she's my age, but <laughs> for a player there, yeah, you could yeah. potentially just have Hannah Silcott's come straight in, play in the middle of the back three. So that's our defensive line. Let's get into the midfielders next. To follow up on what Jesse said with so many of these players who are in that defensive line that have also played, um, you know, just in front of the back line or across the back line, the two players that I'm putting in front of my defence, one, Ruby Mace, who is obviously playing a lot for Manchester City, can play at centre-back, can play in defensive midfielder, can play in the middle of the park as well, but obviously someone who's really highly rated and I think I was... Saw questioning when she made that move to City if it was going to be the right choice for her. But I actually think it's paid off really, really well. Um, I think she's had sort of the right amount of opportunities. There was that whole question when City had that injury crisis about why Gareth Taylor wasn't playing her. Do you remember he kept getting asked about it in press conferences because they were desperately needing a centre-back. And he just kept saying, oh, I don't think she's ready. I maybe would have liked to see a little bit more of her then. But I do think she's sort of like 
had enough minutes here or there, came on in that Chelsea game, played really well. That I think she's showing a lot of experience. I think the loans that she's had in the past at Leicester, at Birmingham, did her really good. And I think she's ready to now make that step up. I just hope that she continues to get more minutes because obviously there is quite good depth there at City. But there's bound to be injuries that she can step into. But I've put her in front of my back line alongside Ruby Grant who is now 21, playing in Sweden at Hacken. Another sort of highly rated player that was at UNC with Lotta Wimoy and Alessia Russo and part of that kind of really strong generation of players. Forwent her last year at college and opted to go into pro football and ended up in Sweden. But you know her from West Ham a little bit, Jilly, right? She'd come back to West Ham, I think, after college or in between when they did had she, their break. Did she go and come back? Was that, I can't remember. There was, it was No, so she actually, she was with us before she went to college. Right. So she was with us and there was a lot of, I mean, I was one of them to say, <laughs> why, why are you going? Mm. Like, because I was obviously at West Ham at the time and she was there with us with Beardy and there was a pro contract there for her. And she chose to go then. I think she just left Arsenal maybe. And she yeah. just, um, she said, no, I want to go out to America. And I was a bit like, our professional game over here is going so strong. For me, I was just trying to keep her because I thought she'd be a great addition to West Ham. But obviously then she decided to go out to um, America anyway. But she's like ripped. Like she's so, oh, she's got, got muscles, mate. She's like an athlete. <laughs> she is an athlete. So yeah, no, I like I like Ruby Grant. Yeah, and I think she's doing fairly well in Sweden as well. Yeah, her start to college life was slightly delayed because of the pandemic. And so she got a bit of a stop-start college career. And I think a lot of people expect her to come back and play in the in the WSL. But I think actually when you look at some of the success that certainly Australia are having with like some of the development for players in Sweden, it seems like quite a smart move as well to to go over there because you're going to get like you know often you'll get European minutes. You get you know she's about to she's playing in midfield in what's about to be a title winning side, and she's going to play in the Champions League group stage. And unless you're playing for Chelsea, no yeah. one else in the WSL yeah. is doing that. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Um, so that's my two. They're going to sit in front of my back line, but obviously not everyone's doing the four two three one. So in your four three three, Jesse, what's that midfield well, looking I like? I went with Mace sitting at the base of midfield. Okay. Um, I do think this is a really interesting position, and it'll be. In, I think there's a couple of midfielders who it will be interesting to see how they develop equally with Ruby Mace, how she develops. Because I think we've kind of got this vision of her of being a very defensive kind of defensive midfielder. Of course, she's got this background as centre-back because when we've seen her play a lot of minutes, it's been in teams that have needed a defensive midfielder. Mm. But obviously, that's not really sort of the City way. And so it's going to be interesting to see if she does get more minutes, you know, potentially whether she's stepping in for Yui Hasegawa or, you know, even the option of City being able to push Hasegawa back up the pitch and have someone like Mace come in and fill that spot to see what, what she then looks like there. Because... Obviously, the way England play at the moment, it's so based around Walsh and a very like passing heavy version of a sort of base of midfield player. And I don't know if Mace is that player yet. So that's going to be an interesting one to see. Just ahead of Rib Mace, I put Laura Blinkilder Brown. She's going on my right. <laughs> You're putting her on the right way. Uh, yeah, no, so, so I'm, because it's, we'd, yeah, we're going for a 4 right. two, 3 one okay. So okay. I've got her on my right-hand side. I really like her. I think she's had a tough start to the season, obviously, in a Villa team 
that is a bit chaotic at the moment. But again, just someone who I think really plays in a way well beyond her age, has not ever really looked out of place playing in a WSL midfield. I think she's in a really great position at Villa with players like Jordan Nobbs, Kenza Daly, Lucy Staniforth, like to look to and learn from. And I think my worry was when players like Nobbs came in that she'd lose out on minutes. And that did happen to a certain extent last season. But obviously with Kenza Daly being injured, she's been able to get more this season. And yeah, I really, really like her as a player. I think I think she'll go far. Yeah, I'm sort of pushing people into the positions that it works. I am being a bit Garth Crooksy, but also where they sometimes have played for England and not always for club. So for that reason, I've got Laura Blinkhilda Brown on the right, Grace Clinton on the left, and then Lexi Potter in the kind of 10-ish role. But it could get, it could get quite messy because we've got a lot of central players who are going to want to come <laughs> no and... Whip come no, no whip teammate. Those fullbacks are ready to run. <laughs> yeah, we've got very little width and we've got to have a lot of players who are drifting inside. That's but... all right. You're going to have Mace drop back into your centre-back pairing to create a back three. Yeah. Push your wingers up to become quasi-wingbacks. Yeah. And play tucked in. This is why I need Jess as my assistant coach because yeah. I'm like old school. <laughs> you ain't even going to have a team if any of them argue back here. Yeah. Go home. No. I'm going to say, you're all running laps and Jess could be like, mate, we got to get this, get the whiteboard out. And I'd be like, Good cop, perfect. Cop, yeah, it? it'll be perfect. The brains and then the just hard mar- taskmaster over here. But yes, it's looking a little bit narrow, guys, but we're going to be okay. Um but yeah, um, just to get on to uh, Grace Clinton and Lexi Potter, who I've put in that. Uh, Jesse obviously spoke about Laura McHilda Brown already. But Grace Clinton, very highly rated again, on loan at Spurs from Manchester United, has already made a huge impression this season in the WSL. 20 years old. She can play across that midfield, really, and has done for England on 23s. Now got a call up into the senior squad, which obviously means that Serena rates her. So I actually think when you look at all of these players that we've spoken about so far, she's probably the one that you feel like is the closest to making that step up. Well, yeah, she's in the senior squad. So I guess to that extent, she kind of has. I think what would be interesting for someone like Grace Clinton is the person that I made my number 10. And I don't know if this is cheating, but I don't really care. (laughs) And this also ends my... I lied about no more Chelsea players, but I do just think Lauren, like she's 22 years old. She's going to play there for years and years and years. that's cheating. It's not, it's an under 23 team. That's cheating. It's an under 23 team, but she's 22 years old. I will actually (laughs) confess that I did put Jess Park in mine and then I wasn't going to come to it because that was my backup plan. But someone, obviously Jess Park's 22. She's been playing for City since she was a teenager. I've got other England senior players higher up the pitch. Because I think that's fair enough. If you're talking, I was approaching it. Bending the rules, I see. England team will be playing in like yeah, six, so seven I know, years time. I, I know what you've done. You flexed it and I did a little bit because I, <laughs> I put a few names there who've already broken through but are still under 23. Yeah, and anyway, so but that's why I think it'll be interesting. I really like Grace Clinton. I think she is super, super talented and I think she's got a really exciting future. It will be interesting to see how that looks given that she is currently playing as a 10 for Spurs. There's a very established number 10 at Manchester United in Ella Toon. They've also now got a sort of secondary number 10 in Miyazawa. And then at England, you've got to say, well, in my personal opinion, Lauren James is is probably going to be the first choice 10 for a while. James herself has said that's her preference where to play. Clinton has played as a false nine in England youth aid groups and looked really good doing it, I think. Even though at the time I was like, 
why is Aggie Beef Jones not playing as a nine? But I think we've seen that Aggie Beef Jones is comfortable playing anywhere across that front three. So it'd be interesting to see if that's something that potentially like she developed more. Mm. Because I think in and around the box, you can see she's got that ability. And you look at someone like Alessia Rousseau, for example, who is a great finisher, um, like I think Clinton is, but wouldn't be what you class as that typical sort of penalty box poacher. I really, really like Clinton. Like she was my sort of player to watch for Spurs at the start of the season. And I think she's justified me picking her there. (laughs) But I didn't put her in my England team because I put LJ there. Lexi Potter, I chucked her in mine. Obviously, she is on Chelsea's books, became the youngest ever women's player to get a pro contract at 17. It doesn't Um, really make sense because United had literally given Emma Watson one (laughs) months before, but sure. (laughs) And... um, She's on loan at Palace, not getting a ton of minutes, unfortunately, but another sort of alongside Rab John, highly rated player. And that's why I've chucked her in there, a bit of a box-to-box, really, midfielder. And yeah, someone that Chelsea fans should be excited about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, someone who's captained at the England youth age group, sort of under-17 level now, like sort of stepping up and playing under-19 level. I think it says a lot about how much Chelsea, where Chelsea thinks she is, that she went out on loan so young Mm. I think there are pros and cons about that as you say I think Chelsea have struggled in recent years to place sort of their 17, 18, 19 year olds in championship teams where they're going to be able to compete and get minutes I do think this is probably why they're doing it and you see Chelsea men do this quite a lot to try and encourage those players even in training to sort of get the physicality that you're going to need to then play WSL football that maybe they're not getting academy football even though they're technically past that level. But I think the problem is, is like lots of those championship teams want to play players who are already physically there rather than sort of a 17-year-old who looks very good on the ball. But yeah, she's very exciting. And I think she comes across as a really, really good leader as well already at that age, which is important. Equally, the same sort of issue maybe until maybe it's giving him too much credit, but Frank Lampard sort of energised it under the the transfer ban. But it's also been difficult for Emma Hayes to maybe sort of trust some of those young players recently to feel like they can blood into that first team and match the level that's going to be required for them in WSL games because there's obviously a lot to lose. They're in so many competitions, they want to win all of them. So that transition has been quite tricky for so many of these young players. But I hope that for some of the players we've mentioned who are that much younger than, say, Aggie Beaver-Jones, they are going to get that opportunity to make it in the first team because I think it would be a shame to see like those like other players like obviously when you're signing some of the best players in the world it's really hard if you're like an 18 year old to be like hey what about me um <laughs> no but can I also just touch on the nominative determinism of an Alexia P playing in midfield because when she wins champions <laughs> Chelsea the Champions League I will be there no matter what all right you'll be where with your shirt on <laughs> Jilly who's in your midfield then hun right I've got a I don't even know if she's a hidden gem because you might know her do you know the name Zara Shaw no. no. Right. Okay. She's 16 years wow, old. Wow. Let me uncover this gem right. I just found on the podcast table. The only, the only problem is, well, it's not a problem. Slight setback is she's 16 years old. <sighs> she's young. involved with Liverpool first team, but she tore her ACL in pre-season. Oh. The dreaded so, three years. But she's a centre mid. She's a baller. Like an absolute baller. Like she's playing up an age group well she was playing up an age group with England as well she's only just turned 16 and she was kicking it up with the Liverpool first team She so she basically was when I was there she was training with uh, the first team she was 
getting like days off of school to come and train with us. Wow. And like day release, she was in half terms. Day coming. release sounds like prison. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> um, in half term, she was coming and train with us. Wow. She's a very, very good player. And I said to her, I said, if I ever go down the road of managing, I'm going to make sure you're my first signing. Because she <laughs> wow. is, honestly. This chick, man. Yeah, like very, very Julie, good player. you shouldn't player. say that publicly because Liverpool will whack the price up yeah, on her. now the but inflation. I've not sold you yet. I'm her yeah, agent. But only, <laughs> yeah, but they, they're only just bringing in those. All right, <laughs> they're, they're only just bringing in those young player rules now because there was basically no protection. No, but if they players. hold on to her until she's 50% commission over here. And then yeah. they're charging Jilly 2 million for no, it. No, but very, very good. Very good player. A bit similar to like, um, I don't want to say like put pressure on her, but in the sense of like Kia Walsh, in the sense of she can distribute the ball. Um, she's got so much power behind it. She can play as a holding, but she can play higher up too. Finally, um, the solution to the Kia Walsh there problem. There we go, yeah. Very, very good player. So I just hope she gets a good recovery. Well, I was going to say probably like, you know, we all know biologically, the younger you are, the faster you bounce back. You know, you're more likely to recover better if you're younger. Hopefully, it's going to be so yeah. much harder when you're older to recover from those injuries. So she's still got time, fingers crossed. Was Fresh that, did you pup. say pre-season she did, she did it? Yeah, so she'd done it, planned for uh, Liverpool in pre-season this year. Damn, well, I like that pick a lot, which leads on to my one, because it's a 4-2-3-1 for me, but I'm sure other people have more to chat about. But there's only one player to lead my line Aggie Beaver Jones the number nine that England needs I think this position actually is probably one where you don't see a ton of transition and also basically ever since Ellen White retired I think it's like obviously Alessa Russo stepped up into that nine and Rachel Daly can play there and Beth England's played there but I do actually think it's not maybe the strongest position for England right now because Alessia Russo is a different kind of player to Ellen White and so is Rachel Daly. England play in a very sort of simple one direction way when Rachel Daly plays there. So I've gone for Aggie Beaver-Jones because also she's getting opportunities with Chelsea, which I think is really important. She's been involved in England only 23s for a while now. She's 20 years old. She's had loan spells, but I think this could be a season where she can really push on. Do I think she's going to get a chance in that senior squad anytime soon? Maybe not. She's also only 20, so therefore she's got time to still stick in the under-23s. But I just think when I look at the players in and around, and I, you know, you could probably count Ebony Salmon as someone who might get an opportunity at some point who's been in and around that senior squad. She's still only 22, and she's now at Aston Villa. I don't think she's ready yet. And when I look at those two players, I actually think there's more to Aggie Beaver-Jones than there is, say, Ebony Salmon. So that's who I've gone for. Um, But, you know, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if Beaver-Jones will end up as a nine, but I don't really know where she will end up. And I think, I'm sure at Chelsea, if she does stay, she'll play here, there and everywhere. I've gone for, as my striker though, Michelle Adjamang, because I just think she's ridiculous. I feel like she's one of the most like talented strikers at her age that I feel like I've ever seen. I just think physically she's so obviously a class above the age group she's been playing at. I know her season hasn't really started yet. She's like technically on loan at Watford, but I'm really intrigued to see how she looks in that Watford team because when I was just talking about like younger players being able to sort of physically compete in the championship. For me, it feels like there's no doubt that Adramang's got the ability to do that. Such a good finisher of the ball, so confident, great movement in the box. I think she's got it all. Like, I absolutely love her. I think she's so, so, so good. Yeah, and she's just been like, her 
WSL Academy goal scoring records are just ridiculous. And she did get some minutes in the seniors last season. Um, and obviously going on loan to Watford this year could be good if she can get fit and play. And she's still only what, like 18, 19 or something like that? She's still super young. I think she's like 17, 18. Yeah. Oh, well, even younger. So I think she turns 18 in January, if I remember. Right. So, yeah, she's a very exciting player. Um, Jilly? You got um, well, no, I, I didn't have no one, but um, I like both of those players because, and the reason I like both of them, I mean, I've watched Aggie Beaver Jones more than Aggie Mang, but with Aggie Beaver Jones, I like the confidence that she's got. Was it game against West Ham when yeah, she came on shot. and she cut inside and she just had one thing on her mind and sometimes with younger players when they come on sometimes they have that I just want to impress I want to do something really good to stand out and sometimes it's the wrong decision but for me that was just such the right decision and the confidence to do that I also think both players you're looking at the teams that they're in they've got probably the best players in the world to learn off of and I think they've both got good setups where they'll be given time to to grow and sometimes I think if a young player is chucked in and they're leading the line say for West Ham you know it's difficult because you're looking at the calibre of player around them you know they're, they're going to spend a long time without the ball and yeah and you think they're playing the, the best the best teams with most possession um, so they're going to get the most out of them and they're being nurtured you know so um, the both of them are very exciting players love that I just had two final shout outs for my two wingers one of whom is Katie Robinson. I'm doing another. Sort yeah, of she was on my long list, but, but I... technically she's back with the under 23s. So, <laughs> but I think she'll be back in the senior squad sooner rather yeah. than later. And I think staying at Bright was a really good decision for her again, just to get more minutes. And she's had some really nice shots and scored some nice goals already this season. And then the other winger I was going to pick is a current Liverpool player in Mia Enderby. Because yeah, like every time I've watched her, I, again, I just think she's so good on the ball and she just has that constant drive to get forward. Like I watched her when she was at Sheffield United and it was it was the same thing there. Like you could just tell then she was too good on the ball for like the championship. It'll be interesting to see how much she plays for Liverpool this season. But even sort of the brief cameos, I think she's looked like she can cause issues to opposition teams. And she reminds me sort of being in the place that maybe players like Beaver Jones and Park were last season at Everton, whereby you could tell they don't have all of the game yet to like really make them, mark, although Jess Park may be a bit higher than Beaver Jones, but like to make their mark on those kind of games. But you can just tell that they've got the skill to make defenders sort of have that split second where they freak out. I love it. Guys, what a group of players. Jilly loved We're your win the World Cup. Ooh, Oof. World Cup. Maybe. 2031, 20, here, here we come. See you in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> All these players will be like, versus. <laughs> um, no, that was loads of fun. I hope you enjoyed it, listeners. And, you know, if you've got a shout out for a few players that maybe are playing at your club that we didn't mention, let us know because we're, we're on a scouting mission here. You know, we're looking for the next gen. Jilly's looking to sign to play some players for a new agency. Right, yeah. So she looks at the main agency slash club. Yeah. We're unclear at new, this point in time. Jilly's looking to make a quick buck <laughs> on some youngsters. So make sure you get involved. Uh, we will, of course, see you next week with more WSL Roundup and our Thursday Wagatha Christie special. See you then. <laughs>